All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. I don't think it's into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to episode 124 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, and the panel today is comprised of Marcus Almighty. Mark, thank you for joining me, or us. Welcome. 69th Blizzard, Ken. Hello. And he still hasn't shaved, but neither have I. Bag boy, Alex, good to see you again. Hey there. <laughs> So let's just cycle through some of the news first. Um, Kurt's going to keep spamming the board until I say it. Um, no, just uh, you know, to be serious for a second. Kiss Alive Forever, the gold standard, or at least for many, it's the gold standard in Kiss books because of uh, the amount of work and effort that went into researching it originally when it was published, what, 2002, 2003, so a long time ago now, is finally coming out on ebook format or in ebook format on june the 5th and kurt has been sharing some uh stories today he's posted what was a, a, actually a very good article about magic mountain 1978 mm-hmm. uh with there's a link for it on the faq message board um that goes to their facebook page so you know do check it out do follow it obviously there's been a lot of developments in the tour history to the band um and unlike you know, Kiss Alive Forever, I've been able to publish my works on the same topic over the years in revised edition after edition after edition. They haven't. Um, but you know what? They don't need to because their stuff was so good to begin with, and the interviews are still a critical part of what makes that book so damn cool. So, you know, check out his threads. Uh, obviously, um, you know, some people are getting a little bit uptight about the, the way he's kind of posting on the board, but come on, it's just like his auctions. Don't take it personally. You don't have to read them if you're not interested, but do be aware that the electronic book is coming out. Now, Kurt, you owe me some money for saying all that. Um, also coming out <laughs> is a Kiss compilation. Let's see if I can hold that up. Kiss World coming out in England. On, I think it's June the 2nd. Uh, track listing, Crazy Nights, Rock and Roll Night, I Was Made, God Gave Rock and Roll, Detroit, Beth, Lick It Up, Heavens on Fire, Tears Are Falling, Unholy, Hard Luck Wound, Psycho Circus, Shout It Out Loud, Calling Dr. Love, Christine 16, Love Gun Shandy, I'm a Legend Tonight, Modern Day <laughs> Delilah, and Hell or Hallelujah. And it's coming out on... Uh, Universal Music on Demand, which is a spin-off of Universal Music or Polygram TV, who uh, the last time KISS went to England oh, yeah. for a major tour in 1997, they put out this Greatest Hits package. Yeah. So now apparently they're putting out one. I think it's after the freaking tour's over as well. So jolly good show, <laughs> Sharks. You uh, just kind of missed it there. I've been on Amazon uh, Germany. It's not there. I ordered a couple copies for myself. Uh, from the UK when I saw some gift cards from family at Christmas, but just another compilation, but that cover, yeah, let's zoom in, yeah, Tommy and Eric, that's gonna mm-hmm. get some people really uptight, so. <laughs> Is it vinyl, or no? Vinyl, you kidding? Got it. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it looks like it's a single just CD. A CD, or, yeah. and, and no doubt it'll be brick wall to shit, so, um, <laughs> so there okay. you go. Other other news, I don't think. I think Kiss Alive, for, Kiss Alive Forever Digital, and that is it for this week. Obviously, the tour continues in Europe. We did get the first uh, box score out from Sweden, which was, you know, they only made 1.8 million. Um, no other, you know, details yet, though the set list has changed. It's uh, obviously they, t- they dropped two songs, and God of Thunder is back in the set, I think, in place of Cold Gin. So, uh, you know, they just continue doing what they're doing. And, you know, reviews are mixed. People who are going for the show are enjoying it. And those um, people who are kind of picking up on some of the weaknesses in the performance are certainly noting so. But, you know, most people are enjoying the show for what it is. All right. Nothing else? Mark? Vinyl? Um, did you, okay, well, did, yeah. Did you approve no. your, uh, your test pressing? This is like a week-to-week yes. thing. Now we get to an update <laughs> from you. Yes, well, um, actually, the, the now that you mention it, um, I, it is approved. It went in uh, actually as of today. It started to get worked on. 
I did get the translucent blue vinyl to be done, so that will be done. I also got the posters delivered today, so I have the 50 posters signed and numbered from James McCarthy. That's going to go into the first 50 uh, albums that come out. Also, I went the extra mile and got some really nice uh, sleeves for the inside, the anti-static sleeves, not these garbage paper ones that they usually put in, because I know that a lot of us enjoy our vinyl and want to keep it for a long time, so I went a little extra step and got really nice sleeves for it. Plus, there will be a lyric sleeve inside a 12 by 12 sheet with the lyrics and everything in there, and there will be a couple of probably other little things that I'll talk about once I know that they're confirmed. So that's what's going on as of right now. Awesome. Well, let's get into and you it. Made sure, you, made sure each, you made sure each number was different, unlike in Kelly, right? Oh, yeah. Someone had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's different. I met Ken. He's a very nice guy. Um, okay, so, Ken, topic. It's kind of uh, your idea today, so it's the best... Or what do we think are the very best one-two punches that start off a Kiss album? Of course, that means song one, song two. Um, so I, I explain the topic a little bit to everyone else because uh, just where, where you're thinking on that. Well, it just came to me that, you know, sometimes you listen to an album and, you know, they start off not too great and it's okay, but then some of the better songs are later but uh, there are certain albums and there's, there's a few kiss albums like this where you listen to the first songs like wow that you know it hits you in the face and then the next one again you know and it it's like i was started to think well gee what albums had the best you know kind of energetic hitting you in the face blow you away kind of thing at the beginning so i started looking at some of the kiss albums and there's a few that I think uh, you could call that, you know, name that have that one-two punch, you know, that great one-two lead-off song on the album. So, and there's other, you know, and then, and then I started looking at other, you know, there's some other bands that, you know, or albums I have uh, from other artists that do that too. And usually, most of the time, they continue and the whole album turns out to be pretty darn good. Uh, there's other cases where it's <laughs> the that may be the only two good songs on the that, that that was that it. Happens. The rest the rest is filler. So that happens sometimes, but uh, lots of times it's great. You know, they even continues on. So, but yeah, I, I was started looking at the Kiss albums and I picked out a few myself and uh, was thinking, well, maybe it's a good topic that you guys can you know get on board. Well, I, I, I'm going to admit one thing. When you said one-two punches for albums, Kiss is not the first band that popped into my head. I immediately thought Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love. Mm -hmm. You've got Live Wire, Public right. Enemy number one. You have Def Leppard, High and Dry, um, yeah, which which <laughs> you, you were just saying, you know, the, the albums that do the one-two punch and then keep on going. Well, Let It Go, followed by another hit and run, and then into High and Dry. Oh. Uh, just yeah. that, that, that album... Fun. That album should be called Relentless, uh, not to steal something from Ingve, because it doesn't quit. And then, of course, one of my all-time favorite albums as well, Tesla, Mechanical Resonance. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. their, their yeah. debut kicks off with Easy Come, Easy Go and Coming At You Live. And, oh my God, what a power punch that is. Getting into Kiss, I mean, let's just go album by album and say, you know, is, the, is this a one-two punch? or not and if not what would have been a better starting sequence so we're gonna fly by the seat of our pants here let's just jump in with kiss okay. um and i used to have all this all the uh track sequences memorized but my i got old so first one strutter and then nothing to lose right yeah no way for me no alex is that a one-two punch for you no <laughs> no <laughs> What, Not for me either. What what yeah. would what would make it a good one-two punch on this album? Because it's got the material, even if nothing to lose, it's just like, you know, kind of turgid and slow, and going from high octane to slow is not a punch. That's more of a... Well, I could see uh, Deuce being the lead-off song uh, on the album. Um, kind of like, you know, they lead off their concerts, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of the second song 
Strutter. Was um, uh, Strutter could have been the second. Yeah, that would have been a pretty good. That that for, that for me for the first album, Deuce followed by Strutter would be absolutely perfect because you, they're so symbiotic cool. anyway. Mark, actually, I was thinking. Obviously, I I don't think it's a good one-two punch, but for me, I I kind of thought that a good one-two would be Strutter into Cold Gin. I thought it would have been a much more effective mm. one-two for me. I just thought that they were more, you know, powerful. Like when I hear Cold Gin come on, I always you know love that song, and I think it's much more effective a second song than. Nothing to lose ever would be. Alex, do you have a what you think would be a good one-two punch off the first album? Yeah, I think uh, you know you later get it with Kiss Alive, but you know the Dave Strutter going into it, I think that's why it worked on Kiss Alive. But I think you know if it had been on the album, it would have worked just fine too. Nice, well put. Let's move into Hotter Than Hell. For me, this is the Kiss album with the best one-two punch. I'll I'll just throw that out there right away. That. got to choose followed by parasite um i don't think they've ever there's one other album that i think has a good one-two punch but nothing as good as this classic tracks uh alex um i I think it's great i think i would have almost would have swapped it around though i think parasite would have been a a great lead off and then and then going they got to choose nice Uh, yeah yeah, and I mean, it, it's kind of fun. You can load these into your playlist and juggle them around to see what works for you. Uh, Mark, what do you think on Hotter Than Hell? Yeah, I, I think that's a perfect one, too. Probably, like you said, the, probably one of the rare Kiss albums that has a good one, too. Ken? To me, that that didn't that didn't fit my, my one, too. Uh, I don't know. Got to Choose doesn't, never has hit me as a, a great I mean I like the song but uh, as a lead off song I could have thought of maybe something else yeah Parasite definitely should be one of the one of the songs uh, you know I don't know maybe uh, you know watching you or something like that or you know something like that okay but I don't know yeah I didn't have I didn't have that one as a one two for me good well it's probably better that everyone doesn't just agree otherwise it becomes pretty pointless as a discussion <laughs> dress the kill room service followed by two timer um no mm. <laughs> that is not a punch that's like a wet towel being put over your head ken let's go back to you on that one yeah um yeah that doesn't work for me um yeah that would that's not a room service maybe would be a good one uh followed by maybe if it was followed by uh you know, rock bottom without the intro or something. Uh, I don't know, something like that. <clears throat> I'm going to say room service into come on and love me. Mark, how about you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think actually one that I think that would fit good because I tried it on my little playlist thingy is uh, room service into lover all I can work pretty good. That mm-hmm. was a pretty good one, two. That, that song's too damn happy. Alex. I was going <laughs> to say the exact same thing Mark said. <laughs> wow. Yeah, room service going into love all I can. I think uh, I've toyed around with it before, and I think it's got a good mix. But then I agree, room service to come on and love me also work well too. Well, I think I'm not even going to start this conversation since it involves a certain Mr. Ezrin from Canada. So I think we'll start this one off with Mark Destroyer. <laughs> you know what? Actually, the funny thing is when we were just when we were talking about doing this. I just brought up all the records that I thought had the one-two punches, the best ones, and of course I brought up well, as much Mark's as fa- I favorite album. As much as I as much as I loathe this album, <laughs> I I have to say that it does have the best example of a one-two punch. Yeah. Now, mind you, I think that it would be even better if they would get rid of that one and a half minute introduction of the guy washing his dishes and all that at the beginning. That would probably make it even much stronger. But the, as songs, I mean, you can't go wrong with Detroit Rock City and then into King of the Nighttime World. And, you know, that's that takes a lot for me to say that. So, yeah, I, I didn't even bother with this one. I mean, that is just so you're not going to undo anything Ezrin did anyway by editing out that intro because it's part of the master tapes. <laughs> so, um, no, Detroit and King of the Nighttime World is right up there. Though I'm, it, I, I can't yeah. decide if I like it more than the uh, hotter than hell one for my personal taste alex 
Yeah, I can't argue with it. I mean, like Alive, you know, there's a reason why it was the one-two as well for Alive Two. It just Alive Two yeah. kind of grabs you. Like you're you're not gonna recommend that it start off with great expectations into Bath and. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Sweet Pain going. I was thinking Sweet Pain going into Flaming Youth, but you know, hmm. that whole solo kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, last word on yeah, Destroyer. I agree, yeah, Destroyer. Those, it's the perfect one too. That's one of the uh, albums I wrote down that Kiss did have a good one too. Yeah, we'll have to wrap up at the end. Go back to the ones that we thought that did have a good one too punch because I'm pretty sure we're gonna, you know, agree on most of them. Rock and roll mm-hmm. over. For me, <laughs> this does not quite do it as much as I love the album and have it as you know the one album I will gush about all day long and you know what from all that material i can't think of really what i would you know want to kind of make that one-two punch so i'm I'm gonna throw it straight back to ken well i think i want you and take me those are a great one-two punch uh for that album lead off so i i think that's perfect for this album mark yeah, you know, I also love this record. It's my favorite Kiss album, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Julian. I'm kind of not too sure if I think those two are the best one, two, but it, everything on this record I love, so it's kind of difficult how to kind of arrange it, because that's the thing. Back in the 70s and back when vinyl was king, track listings were extremely important and could make mm-hmm. or break a record, right? So... For me, the only adjustment I could think of making, and I, you know, you guys could say I'm wrong, is that I would say I want you into maybe calling Doctor Love would be something that could be a possible good one too. Alex, I would have put Making Love as the first track with Doctor Love as the second track. Hmm. I've done it before, and I think it's got like a good hit. Wow, I nice. Yeah, that, that's one I would certainly check out. Nice selection. Love Gun. I Stole Your Love is a perfect kickoff track. Um, into Christine 16, it just like takes a nosedive, which uh, I, I think you got to go I Stole Your Love into into either Love Gun or into Shock Me. you got to keep the octane flowing there. Um, Alex? I've, uh, I've never been like crazy for Christine 16. It's not a crazy song. And so like, I remember like one time I had it on my phone and I didn't have Christine 16 in, but so it just went from I Still Love to Got Love for Sale, and I thought that had a nice flow to it. Because as soon as I saw Love, you know, finishes, you get that great riff that opens up Got Love for Sale, and it just flowed really good. Excellent. Ken? Yeah, I agree with I Still Your Love. Yeah, Christine 16 is kind of a drop-off, like you said. Um, yeah, I would go into Shock Me as the second one. <laughs> yep. Mark? Yeah, I gotta echo that too. I've always thought that that would have been a much better second song, but you know, they would never allow that. You know, you can't put a second. I mean, come on. Well, (laughs) they did. They did on hotter than hell. Or do you mean? Well, not singing. Well, okay, all right. So maybe the Love Gun teaching demo into the Gene Simmons 1977 (laughs) interview would have been. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Awesome. <laughs> alive, alive too. Um, is there any point? No. no, no. Rocket ride into rocket ride into rocket ride into rocket ride. Okay. And solo albums, forget it. Um, Dynasty. I, I, I was made for loving you as the leadoff track. No wonder it's called a disco album. Um, yeah. I, I think for this one, I would actually go with Two Thousand Man into sure know something and just bump i was made for love of you to the middle of the of the first side because sure know something you know is kind of light but it's not um completely ballady it's you know well i don't really i don't know where i'm going with that but um <laughs> put put the disco song a bit further in and start off with a rocking song and, you know, if they were having problems with their lineup at that time, they probably should have been very nice to ace. Ken? 
Well, I told that story before when I brought that album home. I played side two first, right? And that's that's perfect. Charisma followed by Magic Touch. That should have been the beginning of the album. Paul Stanley would disagree with you, but that's okay. Alex. I'm oh, sorry, Paul. <laughs> you know, I think... Uh... You know, I give I was made for loving you is. I would I keep I was made for loving as the first track, but then go straight into hard times. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I didn't even think of it. Mark. Yeah, I, actually, what I would have did is I would have opened much like you with two thousand men, but I would have went into charisma after that. I thought that would have been a good one too. That's hmm. a that's a good middle of the road from Ken's point of view and from mine. I think so. Uh, I think it, I think it keeps the kind of the activity on the album a little bit more interesting. Unmasked. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's. Let's see. And I'm not going to stick with what I just said. For you know, I just had. Sure, no something is the second song, and here is Shandy is the second song following a high octane leadoff track, and I wouldn't do it on this one with Shandy because Shandy's just so wimpy and just so inappropriate for me that is that you is a great leadoff track always has been because it completely fools you for the rest of the album i think i would probably go is that you into what makes the world go around it, it would be two paul songs for sure because or maybe talk to me actually aces yeah could uh quite be a good complimentary uh song okay I, I would keep Is That You at the, as the beginning song, but I would put Naked City as the second song for the lead two lead-offs. Now I'm going to have to go play with some of these. Alex? <laughs> I was uh, thinking the exact same thing that Ken said. I would have uh, kept awesome. Is That You and gone straight into Naked City. I think it, it has a good flow to it. <laughs> it's interesting because I, I think the same thing as Julian. Is That You and uh, Talk To Me. <laughs> It's a tie. We need a tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm siding with the voice of reason, so... There you go. <laughs> Alright. Did I just lose my page? God damn it. Alright, music from The Elder. The Elder. Uh, it's a perfect one-two punch. Uh, no. <laughs> no. So... Can. This should be interesting. Can. Well, yeah... I'm going to go with the the original, yeah, the original, um, the oath leading off, definitely. And then, ooh, that's, it's kind of a hard one to be, I, I'm going to have to go into I, the oath followed by I. Alex. You know, I've only, I've never had the old track listing. I've listened to it once, somebody had it up on YouTube, um, but I've only had, uh, you know, the remastered version that, that I guess they called the story sequence. And it's kind of tough because it's, it's a concept album. So it's like, how do you take chapter one and <laughs> move it around with, you know, chapter eight? Right. You know, so that's where it gets a little tricky. But, um, you know, if, Star if, Wars we, took did that. Story, if yeah. we took the story aspect out of it, I think I would just be for like a one-two punch. I would totally start off with Escape from the Island as an instrumental and then go into the Oath. Hmm. Yeah. When, really. When yeah. it when it comes to the elder and how many different track sequences are there? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven different track sequences, and most of them start with fanfare. So you're kind of buggered if you uh, want to kind of stay true to the story. If you're not interested with the story, then I think it doesn't matter what you go with first. You might as well. Um, do Escape from the Island into Mr. Blackwell. That was side B on one of the, the September the 22nd track order. Or Dark Light into the Oath. I like that one because <laughs> it's, it's just odd. Because otherwise it's fanfare into Just a Boy and that is anything but a punch. That's like a kick in the nuts. Uh, a Kiss fan being kicked in the nuts by Bob Ezrin. Mark. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have images of him, him, him running up to you and headbutting you on the shit. You don't like Destroyer, huh? <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I, I think that I have to agree with uh, the oath into I. I think that's a pretty good one two situation. And again, you know, because it's a concept record, that's what makes it difficult 
to try to rearrange it. But if you ignored the story just like they did and rearranged it, then, you know, there you go. I think that the Oath into I, I think that's a pretty good combination. But I like those other ones that you mentioned, too, like the whole, you know, dark light starting it off and going into I. That's a very different sort of arrangement, and it makes you wonder how it would have ended up if they would have changed these things permanently, you know? Yep, the story didn't make sense anyway, so Kiss Killers. Um, probably no point. I'm a legend into no, no. Down on Your Knees. That's pretty good anyway. But uh, <laughs> as a good one-two punch. Yeah, as, yeah. as a compilation, let's stay away from them. Creatures of the Night. Alex. I think I would have... Um... I mean, I do like Satan Center, but I would have done creatures going straight in and keep me coming. Yeah. Ken? You know what? That's that's what I was thinking. Same thing. Creatures and I to keep me coming. Mark? Again, I brought out the record that I thought had the best one-two, and mm-hmm. I, I love this one-two. To me, this is my third favorite Kiss album of all time, and I think it has one of the best one-twos on a record. Interesting. Um, it is a good one, too. And I guess I'm going to be contrary to everyone else, and Creatures of the Night is the perfect lead-off track. You cannot change that on this album, simple as that. But I think the second song, In Place of Saint and Sinner, which I do actually love as a song, Creatures into Killer, uh, for me, is hmm. just what kind of works a bit better. Is that what they did on the uh, 85? The cassette, yeah. Yeah, on the, I, think, I think that's the 85 reissue, and that's probably yeah. why I like that combination, because that was, <laughs> my, that, that was my first introduction to Your the first album. Creatures. So. Uh, yep. That makes sense. I, I didn't find it on uh, with the makeup cover until 1988 in Malaysia, so you know, for me, the cover I always think of is the Bruce cover. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't matter when you hop on the ride, as long as you got on the ride. That's uh, the way I look yep. at it. Lick it up. Exciter versus not, uh, followed by Not for the Innocent. Doesn't do a thing, mm-hmm. because Not for the Innocent, that version, is just so slowed down and, again, kind of turgid. I say Exciter, again, cannot be changed as the lead-off track on this album, because it's just absolutely uh, perfection. I think, for me, I'm going to go Exciter into Give Me More. And that's the the Paul Stanley one-two punch. It's just put the pedal down, away you go. Ken? I have to disagree. Um, <laughs> ex- <laughs> Exciter and followed by Not For The Instant was, is, is perfect for me. I just love it. I just love the way it goes into Not For The Instant and then and builds and then the, the bass, you know. It, it, just, it was just a great one-two when I first heard that album. That was perfect. I was reading my email. I'm guilty. Uh, can you tell me again what you s- just said? What? That you were wrong? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I hear that all day, so I'm, that's, no, no, I'm no, fine no. with that. Ex- yeah, Exciter Not For The Innocent, I think is the perfect one-two punch. I had that written down. Okay. Alex? I would go with Exciter and then Young and Wasted. Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm? Mark? You know, it's funny how people like how you said that not for the innocent is a good one too um because for me i thought that similarly to julian i think that because it has that kind of slow introduction to it i think it kind of loses a bit of momentum because of that so for me i always thought a good one too would have been exciter into fits like a glove i thought that would have been a pretty good one too now i've noticed with the you know several of these choices it's a paul followed by a gene is is that kind of important when we talk about these one-two punches with Kiss albums? I mean, we're pretty much halfway through the catalog here. Do you think it works off better, having a, a, an up-tempo Paul song followed by an up-tempo Gene song for the start of an album, or does it not matter? I don't know if it really matters, but I think that sometimes, like on each record, it seems like they each have one really strong up-tempo song, so why not use them back-to-back, right? Yeah. In the 80s, Gene was lucky to have any up-tempo <laughs> song, to be honest. Poor Gene. Alex just yawned. <laughs> Gonna have to get you a kiss Hello Kitty pillow. Animal, animalize. I've had enough into the fire. Heaven's on fire. I wouldn't change a thing. 
that's just again it's, it's too ingrained i don't like two songs with the same word in their title in a row but uh for these you just can't get away from a kick-ass intro into the the warbling warm-up vocal from paul so i'm not changing that ken i'm gonna change it a little bit uh, i've had enough into the fire i keep that as number one and then i'm gonna go into get get all you can take as the second song mm. for my one two okay alex uh, actually going with that Paul and Gene formula, I really like uh, I've Had Enough as track one, you know, keep that there but then I'll make the second track While the City Sleeps Ouch Wow Mark Interesting. Um, I really like the original track listing for this, I think again this is one of the rare records where they made a good one too, uh, when I first heard this album I thought that I was expecting great things after track one and two and then slowly started nose diving into the pits after interesting asylum which is of course perfection already so you can't really mm-hmm. change a thing no. but <laughs> king, of, king of the mountain can't be changed again a very strong lead off track what follows it any way you slice it i'm not changing it i'm, I'm not going to say it's a perfect one-two punch it's just a very good combination of the two. Um, you know, Gene was starting to get a little bit better with his contributions on this album. So, no, we're, I'm not going to have any uh, all night into trial by fire crap going on here. Ken? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree that it's probably a, a, a good one two punch. Uh, even though I, I didn't even write that down, but I, I think that's about as, as good as good as it's gonna get for a one-two on this album. <laughs> oh, oh, the, to- wow. the tone. No, no, I'm not saying wow. that. Tone of your voice. I'm not saying it's bad. It's a good album. But I just think those are probably maybe a couple of the best songs on the album. Or well, mm. yeah. I'm losing your picture, Ken. I'm losing your picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mark. Well, you're another eighty-five guy, so. Well, I'm going to go one step further and say that this album has the best one, two, three punch of any Kiss album. I mean, come on. King of the, King of the Mountain into any way you slice it into Who Wants to Be Lonely? I mean, I don't think they've made that good a one, two, three in probably ever. Okay. I guess you're not, I guess you're not recommending any changes then, right? No, no. Hmm. Keep it as it is. Alex. I'm going to one up Mark's one, two, three, and say he's got a good one, two, three, four. With uh, <laughs> the Try My Fire. Um, I, you know, I think I think it's just, you know, I remember my dad having the CD for like, since I was a little kid. Actually, it was like his first CD he'd bought, you know, when CDs came out. But I think it's just uh, King of the Mountain, anyway, you slice it, have a good, a good one, that punch too. And then, of course, the follow up with, you know, Wants to Be Lonely and Try My Fire just really fits. They did a good job with that one. Okay, well, here we go. Crazy Nights. Mark. Yeah. Eh. Well, I mean, Crazy Crazy Nights is good. I mean, it's a good opening song. I mean, probably the best... Well, I don't know. It's really hard for me to say because this is an album that I've never really grew to like in any real way. I mean, it's always been at the very bottom of my list of Kiss albums. So... Um, I don't know. I mean, you know what? If I'm going to be honest with you, and I know people are going to start booing and throwing stuff at the screen for me saying this, but if I was to change it, and if I'm being realistic and looking at it from a one-two punch situation, I would go crazy, crazy nights. You know, you can't beat that woo when he kicks in there. It's all upbeat and rocking and rolling. But I would go into that into no, no, no. That whole guitar bit there at the top, that's just, you know... That really catches you, I think, and I think it's a good. That would be a good one too. Nice. I just because I agree with you completely, I'll go next and say I agree with you completely. I've been listening on my on my home computer. My playlist most of this week has been um, Asylum, Crazy Nights, the new songs off Smashes, and Hot in the Shade. And every time this week, I've listened to No No No. I mean, it, obviously, it comes up a lot. I'm like, oh my god, you know, it's as good as, and we talked about it 
with the revenge and Bruce's guitar work and I said that his guitar work was just as good on Crazy Nights but absolutely lost with the production and that is such a good follow-up Crazy Nights you gotta have as the lead-off because it's the declaration it's for the whole album and like you said with Paul's whooping it up but into the guitar stuff of no 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 yeah totally agree Alex how about you um I think it's a good mix. I think for me, I would have done Crazy Crazy Nights and then go with When Your Walls Come Down. Nice. That's a, that's a good one as well. Ken? Yeah, I would have left Crazy Crazy Nights there and I would have put Turn On The Night as the second song. That's a very... I think that, that should have been released as a... You know, maybe it was released as a single, but uh, should have been released maybe first over Crazy Nights, in my opinion. A radio-friendly unit shifter and a very, very good song. <laughs> Beautifully crafted song, but uh, again, the production is uh, what kills that. Yeah, movie. the production. Okay, so next album. We will not do smashes. Um, no. <laughs> how about Hot in the, long, in the Long Cold Winter? R- rise to it, followed by Betrayed. Hmm. Well, with Paul Stanley trying to be Tom Kiefer and doing rise to it with the slide guitar intro and all that shit um i'm leaving that one as the opening track just because again it's just so identifiable with this album but i think (laughs) trying to choose something from those 15 fucking songs is nigh on impossible i think i'm going to go straight into hide your heart um, and, and take betrayed. Betrayed is just not good quality, as far as I'm concerned. It was Gene back in animalized mode, which is really subpar. Um, and you know, Cadillac Dreams is my favorite Gene song on this album, but it just would not fit up there. So, Ken. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you that you know, Rise to It, of course, is going to start, and uh, I'll go with Hide Your Heart also as the second song. The rehabilitation of Gene Simmons was not complete at this point. Alex? I'm digging the guy that's Rise Your Heart. No. <laughs> rise, <there> you <laughs> rise. <laughs> oh, did I just no. do that subconsciously? Oh, shit. No. <laughs> I no, think you I did. Think, uh, I, I think Rise to it's a great lead. I think for me, I would have gone with Silver Spoon as the second. Silver Spoon. Wow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, well, we all know that we really wanted to read my Bonnie to open this album, but no, no, I'm just joking. Yeah, Rise to it is obviously the the best uh, opener that they have, and I have to agree. I think that it should have just went straight to Hide Your Heart. I think that would have been the best one, too. I really think that they only did put Betrayed in second because they wanted to do that whole, you know, Paul, and then Gene's next. That's the only reason I can see that, re- that song being number two. Where's Lonnie when you need him? Revenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not changing this. It's perfect. Gene has to have the opening track on this. Um, especially that song with everything that it is. I mean, that is the kind of Bob Ezrin audio intro guitar scratching that I can handle rather than what is it, a minute and a half of news reading? Into Take It Off. Perfect. Ken. You know, I'm gonna do something that's never been done. <laughs> I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna put Unholy there as the lead off, but I'm gonna put another Gene song as the second song, which is Thou Shalt Not. It's gonna follow up out Unholy. Wow. Yep. Very very interesting, Alex. <laughs> you know, I, I will say they did a great with this um the beginning. I know it'd be crazy if it take it off, though, so I would keep Unholy and then go in the I Just Wanna. No. Interesting. Yeah. Mark. I've, I've, always, I've always kind of liked this one, too. I mean, I remember when I first got this album and I had it just blaring in my car, and when Unholy kind of ends and it has that kind of tailed verb coming out of it, and then it just drops right in to take it off, I think it's a really effective one-two punch how they did that i think you know my for all my knocks of bob ezrin he does kind of see a picture when it comes to these kind of situations where there's crossfades mm-hmm. and stuff like that so 
I, I gotta hand it to him at least a little bit for that. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Bob, you know, if he ever needs another line of work other than production, is let him do your track sequence for you. Yeah. If you've already had it produced, I think because of how he sees an album come together, almost as a story, all the all the way through it, and each one of the songs or chapters, not necessarily relating to one another, that uh, he does a very good job with that. Um, MTV Unplugged. I'm not going to go with the Live Three, but just because it gives me the opportunity to say how awesome MTV Unplugged is again, coming home into Plastercaster. What a f- what a one-two punch that is in terms of so unexpected, so strange. Anyone have anything that they would have thought would be better on this album than what it already is? Because, surprisingly, it's uh, insanely good. It's good. I, I wouldn't change it at all. Yeah, I I think that it's uh, really good. I, re- I mean, I remember watching the actual program of it and i thought that that was a great one too brilliant actually yeah surprisingly so as well i mean just you wouldn't think it looking at the songs thinking back to what the electric versions are which back then most people hadn't heard the uh you know convention tour before it happened carnival of souls is another difficult one it's almost like the elder Mm. again you've got the bullshit long intro to hate um (laughs) which it's just so badly I don't want to say badly produced because, you know, that's an insult to the producer, but it just sounds like shit. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm going to have to pass the buck and go to Alex. Um, you know, I I, have, I, love, I love this album, but I, I think uh, I would have done Hate and then gone straight to the Master and Slave. Yeah. I think Rain just, Rain just kind of brings it down. I think it toss it a little bit later in the album, maybe as the third track, but Gone with Hate and Master of Enslaved. You know, I think Rain's the big problem there. I think Rain is the Paul Stanley, I really don't want to fucking do this Gene song, where <laughs> you want to write dark, grungy music, while I'm going to write the slowest, most depressing piece of and paul stanley being depressed is just not a good thing to actually transfer into music so i agree with you thank you mark uh thank you alex for bailing me out hating the master and slave i agree with you ken yeah it's kind of hard this one uh i'll stick with hate as the lead off and boy i'm gonna go into jungle as the second one that would be i don't know hard to change this thing yeah it you know it, there's just no tempo really in there other than yeah. master and slave that's the only really yeah. up song mark yeah i i have to agree i think that uh you know alex hit it right on the head i mean i think hate right into master and slave is the ideal one too for uh this record i mean i think rain is yeah it's it's an odd song to have thrown in there i mean I don't understand why when they listened to the track listing, how they didn't kind of notice that, you know, that it was kind of a little bit of a, you know, air out of the balloon situation when you put that in there. You should have just left it with, you know, master and slave. All right. Into the circus we go. Psycho Circus. Again, like Crazy Nights, like Detroit Rock City. Because of the nature of the album, I don't think I can change Psycho Circus from the lead-off track position. But within, it just like stops the show. It's, you know, it's like yeah. you're at the circus, the thing, all the circusy things are going on, and then they shoot the lion with within. It's like just kills it. Um, Psycho Circus into I Pledge Allegiance again. Hmm. To Gene is not in good form on this album, other than journey of a thousand years for me so the journey is great mark um yeah again you know psycho circus is a good opener i think paul did a good job with that as an opening song but again i think i'm gonna have to use mr freely to freely sorry to bail (laughs) me out on this one and uh, i think into the void should have been second i think that's a pretty good song to jump into right after that to keep the energy up and things rocking right kitty yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little bit less Tommy Theater to start with, and uh, more Spaceman to start with might have helped it. Alex. 
I think I'm going to be a little unorthodox, though. Uh, I keep Psycho Circus, um, but if I can take the version of It's My Life from the box set, and that's really? on a, yeah. as the second track, if I can be a little unorthodox taking the track that wasn't on the album and tossing it back on, I think that would have been a great one, too. I mean, yeah, you know, people prefer the song because of the Wendy Williams connection. Um, but I think it would have been great. And just like a great opening because, you know, you get the Paul track, but then you get It's My Life, which of course has Gene, but then you get that Ace, you know, in it too as well. And I think, you know, quick like that, you might go like, oh, cool. Like, it's the reunion album. All right. Okay, well, I'm going back to Dress to Kill then and putting uh, Don't You Hate this Tate on first. And, uh, except, of course, that's a Destroyer uh, demo, but there you go. Ken. I'm going to agree with Mark and Kitty um, <laughs> that <laughs> Psycho Circus uh, uh, followed by uh, by Into the Void. That's what I was thinking. Hmm. I must say, interesting. I was listening to some of that this week at work as well, the uh, Psycho Demos. I am yours oh. and I want to rule the world. Gene did have some good songs. Why? You know, they, they like to blame Bruce Fairburn for everything on this album but you know there was some good other music that was recorded for the album and within what the hell I, I just don't get it. I still don't I, and we are uh, not we are one uh, you wanted the best I mean just it's a shit sandwich alright so we fast forward now from 1998 all the way to Jigoku no, we can't. No, no. When's the last time you listened to that album, Alex? Oh my God. Actually, actually, I edited out "Heaven's on Fire." I edited the intro out because it just sounds like they forgot like the first two seconds of Paul doing his vocal warm up, and it actually sounds a whole lot better without that intro. Well, yeah, because mm. you got to remember the original one in '84 was he didn't know he was recording it for the album. He was actually just vocally warming up. Yeah. And Mitch yeah. was running tape, and there you go. He was they left he, it in. Yeah, he was re rewinding the backing trap, and boom, a magic moment. You can't re recreate that on a re-records -re album. So I have not listened to that fucking abomination in years. Um, I, I'm sorry, I. Why would I want to listen to that when I can listen to the originals? Does anyone actually go back and say, well, yeah, that version of Love Guns way better with Tommy Thayer on lead guitar than Ace, uh, Ace, Ace's 1977 original? And that's no slight whatsoever to Tommy. So, yeah, you know, it, it's none of that. None of that recorded classics has any place in the catalog other than in commercials for its commercial use. So, I say, how the hell? And the, and, um, sounds a little better. We'll have to agree to disagree <laughs> on that. But <laughs> there you go. Okay, so Sonic Boom, modern day Delilah into Russian Roulette. Mark, make it better for me, please. Um, yeah, I'm not too thrilled with the second track, but I tend to think that putting a Gene song in the second position isn't a bad idea. I, I seem to like it better when it goes from modern-day Delilah into Yes, I Know. I think that might be a better one-two combination, in my opinion. But for Sonic Boom, it's still not much of a punch, is it? No, but, you know, I don't know. This I, I like this record. I understood what they were trying to go for with this record. But just like a lot of the KISS records, like we said earlier, they were never really good at doing the one-two punches to begin with, so why would this be any different, right? Yeah, true. Alex? I'd agree with Mark, the uh, Mono de Delilah going to Yes, I Know. Okay. Ken, can you one-up Mark's suggestion before it becomes unanimous? It's unanimous, because that's what I was thinking, too, right? Before he said it, I had Picked modern day delay and yes I know so that's about the best I can do okay well just to make sure it's not I'm going to say when lightning strikes into <laughs> all for the glory no I totally agree with you guys yeah, for... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, that was a, probably the toughest one to think about I mean there's a lot of good songs on that album it's not terrible um, it, it was surprisingly good considering the gap in between Psycho Circus and that and them not really doing much and Paul of course had done Live to Win and Gene 
that thing that he called a solo album. Um, so, <laughs> Im- Im- impressive material considering. Into Monster, Hell or Hallelujah. Again, we get into <laughs> the same kind of, kind of situation. And I've, I've got real problems with this. And I think I like Right Here, Right Now as the opening track on this album a hell of a lot more than its position as a bonus track. Mm-hmm. Uh, right Here, Right Now into, um, I think it's got to be a Gene, a Gene song, um, Into the Devil is Me. Ken? Mm. Yeah, well, hell, hell, hell yeah. Um Definitely the first one. Uh, yeah, the second one's a tough one. Boy, I don't know. I'm having a hard time. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep the one and two. I will keep Wall of Sound as the second. Alex? You know, I'm not crazy for Wall of Sound, and I know a lot of people like Freak, and I don't think it's like a terrible track. It's not my favorite. So I usually kind of kept them off my phone. And so mine would always go from Hello Hallelujah to Back to the Stone Age. And I thought that had a great fit to it. Yeah. And and why not? So that's pretty much the catalog. Mark, did I skip you? Yeah, but Sorry. it's okay. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> Sorry, Mark. What I, actually, the funny thing is I think Hell or, Hall, Hell or Hallelujah is a good uh-huh. opener. But... Uh, the, the the song I would put second is uh I don't know it's a song that I kind of like and I don't really like too many songs off this record but I really grown to like take me down below I like that song and I would probably put that second. Oh, it's got some of the worst lyrics, but it's got a really good it's a good song musically, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so okay. let let's do the overall. What are the album the Kiss albums that you think have the very best? Uh, I'm I'm sticking with Hotter Than Hell and Destroyer and Revenge are my three picks for the very best one-two punches to have been released on the Kiss catalog. Ken? Mine for the best three are Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, uh, not Love Gun, sorry. (laughs) Rock and Roll Over, uh, Lick It Up, and uh, Destroyer. That's my three. Alex. I have to go with Destroyer, Creatures, and Asylum. Mark. Hotter than Hell. Destroyer. Mark says something and good about Destroyer. By ordinary day. <laughs> <laughs> and Creatures. Nice. Alright, so... That that's it on the uh, the kind of art what we think are the best one two punches and what might have made some of them better. I want to go to a topic that was on the FAQ this week and just get your guys' take on that. And Mark's gonna love this one because it involves his favorite producer. Um, oh boy, Bob Ezrin, new Alice Cooper album, Paranormal coming out, and yeah. apparently he's cut a new album with his current band, and he's gonna include an EP with the original Alice Cooper band members. So I want to get your thoughts on that. I'm not a, I'm sorry, I am simply not a big Alice Cooper guy. I've listened Mm. to the albums. I find a lot of that shit in the 70s for me overrated. Billion Dollar Babies, sorry, doesn't do do a thing for me. There's some very good songs. You know, the earlier albums, there's some good songs. I got my first, again, because of my age, and when I was allowed to, I guess, kind of listen to heavier music, my first Alice Cooper album was Raise Your Fist and Yell. So, okay. Which <laughs> might, might explain a lot to people who think I'm a complete idiot right now. And I also <laughs> I also like Brutal Planet and Dragon Town a hell of a lot. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you think Kiss at this point could go back into the studio? It won't be with Bob Ezrin, unfortunately. Sorry. Um, but do an album. Do you think they could they could do a similar sort of format of maybe get Peter in to sing one song, get Ace to sing one song, 
and could it work, Alex? I mean, you're, you're kind of nodding like, yeah, that'd be a great idea. But do you think they could do it? I, th- I think they could. Um, you know, I mean, Mark's always talking about Record Store Day, and as soon as Alice Cooper's like a perfect Record Store Day package, and of course, Kiss doesn't know how to release anything to me properly when it comes to some of the stuff. But I think there's potential. Um, I was actually thinking about that topic the other day. You know, um, back in the early 2000s, uh, uh, Y&T had remastered some of their albums, and they had a few bonus. They had a bonus track on a couple of them, like Black Tiger or Mean Street. Um, and a couple of them, it was they had had the music done maybe back in you know when they recorded the album. And then they kind of, you know, went in with, you know, the three of the guys and they went in and kind of added lyrics to it, maybe added some overdubs, you know, and I'm, I'm curious with Kiss, you know, maybe there might be a few tracks and they might have something like that where they could come in, kind of top it off, um, you know, have an Ezrin type producer produce it. Um, but, you know, do that new album and then do an EP with, I mean, crap, just, you know, two or three songs. I mean, they can even just do a 45 as a bonus with two songs with the original guys on it. I think it's possible. Um, technically, I mean, you know, technically I, anything is possible, but yeah, uh, yeah. no, definitely. I, I think no, but I do. I do think it is possible. I mean, um, you know, uh, clearly Peter has done his farewell show in, in Australia, and we've seen the videos that we've seen. That, wow, he's, you know, yeah. he's he's done pretty darn good. I think he can. I think he can, you know, manage to do a song or two, and and of course Ace and Paul with their collaboration on origins already proves it enough as it is that they can still do something yeah i think the peter chris down under thing proved a little bit more than uh being able to do a song or two he carried a whole set and i can't stop the rain hallelujah uh Mm -hmm. just still completely chuffed that he did that ken what do you think about a, a kind of a kiss thing i mean i'm i'm almost like forget doing an ep with the original band Put get into the studio and do an album, but cut down Paul's songs and Gene's for that matter, so that Tommy yeah. and Eric have a lead vocal, and have Ace and Peter also doing a lead vocal on a song, one of their their own choosing. But then again, with that yeah. with that new comp- all of them, yeah, with that new yeah. compilation coming out, maybe they could have had uh, Peter Chris re-record all for the love of rock and roll. Um, peter's revenge i don't know you know i i think yes they could do it um do i think they're gonna do it no they probably won't do it um it's it's probably because of you know it's gonna be gene and well probably mostly paul's decision um and i i just don't see it happening man i'd love to see them surprise me and do that and get ace and peter on a, a couple of new songs on the on the new album or whether it did turn out to be like an ep thing like alice is doing um because i think alice had never been the same you know if you think about it kiss has never been the same without peter and ace alice it was never the same without his original band either it's the same situation uh, never really matched that magic i guess you could say uh when they you know on the albums that were recorded after uh, even though i like a lot of alice Coop, you know alice albums after i mean like you know from the inside and and other ones um but yeah kiss i don't think they're going to do it I, I just it's just an ego i think it's too much of an ego thing it's it's unfortunate but i would love to see it happen <laughs> you know surprise me kiss no, I don't think we're going to see another Kiss album, unfortunately, but there you go. Mark? Well, i got to say, though, uh, hats off for mentioning Dragon Town and Brutal Planet, two of the most <laughs> underrated Alice Cooper records ever. I love those two albums. And the uh, live DVD that came out for Brutal Planet, the Brutal Planet Live was fantastic mm-hmm. and had a great flaming drumstick Eric Singer drum solo in it in there so uh, in which somebody actually heckled him right before he blew out his last flaming stick I remember that was a great part of the DVD uh, but uh, I think like you said could it happen of course it could happen will it happen no it won't and why because once you get into the situation here where everybody has their own kind of 
careers. Ace has his own manager. Peter now has his own management. You know, Kiss has their management. You know, and when you try to stick three or four managers into one room to try to iron something out, oh boy, it ain't going to go very smoothly. And it's all going to be about numbers and all the things that it shouldn't be. It just should be about music and giving the fans one last record and to hell with, you know, who gets, you know, an extra 2% or what. But these guys have always been about that. So that's not going to change, right? Unless some, unless, I don't know, Gene's mom comes in there and hits them over the head with a frying pan and says, listen, boys, straighten up and do something for the fans, then maybe it might happen. But, you know, I, I just think that it could, it could technically, why not? I mean, it's easy enough to get them to come in and get Peter to sing on a song or something like that. Wow. And uh, Sorry about that. Mic so, drop. Uh, Ken, Ken's out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that it could happen. But you know, again, I think there's so many things that block it, unfortunately, from happening. But could you imagine the reaction from Kiss fans globally if they actually announced that a record with the four of them, plus you know, bringing back Ace and Peter doing a it song, might, you know? It might actually sell enough copies for them to you know think about it, you know, do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, that's know, my thoughts. Ten whole Ace Frehley fans and ten Peter Chris. Well, I'm sorry, eight Peter Chris, no. Chris fans will add to the 44 <laughs> remaining Kiss fans, and they'll have a stunning number two album on Billboard that week. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So, uh, Julian, you know, back on our original topic, I don't know if you want to go over it quick. I, I had a list of just real quick. Like I had six albums six albums that had great one-two punches that were, were not Kiss, that I, in my opinion. Okay. Well, I go real quick. Totally. I go, you know. to- totally. I've already mentioned mine, being the Motley Crue, the, uh, the yeah, Tesla. I agree and, with yours. And the Highland yeah, so, so who are yours? No, no particular order. Uh, you know, uh, Def Leppard, High and Dry, like you had mentioned in your Let It Go and another hit and run. Uh, I also have Van Halen, uh, the first album with with running with the devil and followed by eruption. Yep. Okay. Uh, that was a great start. And then uh, I put Rush down uh, actually for twenty one twelve overture going into Temples of of Syrinx. <laughs> Shit. Yep. You don't yeah. Yeah. You, you don't get much better than that, but. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I had Scorpions uh, with a blackout leading you know the blackout album leading blackout leading into then uh, can't live without you and two more albums uh iron maiden power slave aces yeah. high and two minutes to midnight yeah and then uh judas priest uh screaming for vengeance i had electric eye and running or uh, riding on the wind so those those were some that i had at least from my collection that i thought oh these these are pretty good one two punch Alex, do you have any other non-Kiss artists by chance that you think really knock it out of the park with a one-two punch on an album? I think so. You know, one of my favorite other bands I really enjoy is uh, Blink-182. Who? And uh, (laughs) Blink-182. And um, they did a live album that was an import only, um, and you can find it on CD, uh, called The Mark, Tom, and Travis Show. Uh, but it opened up with two songs called Dump Weed and Don't Leave Me. I thought that had a great intro. And then actually tomorrow they have their deluxe edition of their California album, which came out last year with the new guy who joined the group, Matt Skiba. Um, and that one had a great one too, though, called Cynical and Bored to Death uh, for like new new music, if you guys are curious and what the kids these days are listening to. <laughs> no, thank you. Any Any others? Yeah, from, ba- I got from, from, from bands I may have actually heard of. Okay, so <laughs> I picked a Rush one, but it's not probably not the one you're expecting. I have Power Windows, mm. and that, that to me has the single best one-two that they did in a long time with Big Money and Grand Designs. It's an incredible oh, one-two. Okay. If you don't know that one, I would highly suggest listening to it. I have to agree with Ken, but I say this is the best one-two-three of all time with running with the devil eruption and you really got me like those three blow out any car windows in in (laughs) you know in the 20 mile vicinity when you Mm -hmm. blast that uh this one you might find surprising that i have in my collection but i love this record and it has an amazing one too 
the Black Rose Southern Harmony uh, record uh, with Sting Me and Remedy is a really good one too. Fantastic record. And shout out to my Canadian peeps again, Max Webster, Universal Juveniles, and the great best one two I've heard in a long time, and which was in the world of giants, followed by Czech. What a great one two! And of course, you know this record is touches my heart for many reasons, but mainly because if you look in there, you can see that it has a battle scar on the end of side A, which has a duet between Max Webster and Rush, and it doesn't get much more Canadian than that. That's as Canadian as bacon. So, you know. If you don't own that record, you must go out and buy it. It, it. It'll make your speakers oh so happy when it comes out. So, Okay, well, Ken came up with a bunch, and I've forgotten a few. So the rest of mine, Judas Priest. Screaming for Vengeance? No fucking chance. I'm sorry. <sighs> Stained Class, Exciter, followed by White Heat Red Hot. Okay. Um, apart from that being the one of the best albums <laughs> in their catalog... Um, Megadeth, Rust in Peace, mm. Holy Wars, mm. into Hangar 18. But then okay. again, that's another one of those albums that from start to finish is just... You're on, right. a, ro- you're on a roller coaster. Press play, boom, you're gone. And mm-hmm. then finally, Aerosmith rocks back in the saddle into Last mm-hmm. Child. But, yeah, that's a good one. You know, what's, you know, what's interesting is that we each kind of had a Judas Priest thing that we were thinking about, and I was thinking about Priest as well, and for me, I really love Painkiller. I think those first two, like Painkiller, and I forget what the uh, All Guns Blazing, I think, is the second song on that, but oh, oh, what yeah. a great, yeah, what a great one-two that is, you know? Yeah, you know, if I was 14 in 1990 when that came out, that might be top of my list, but what a album that is. Uh, it, I'm just actually, Painkiller into Hell Patrol into all that's guns played is oh yeah that's a pretty good one two three punch <laughs> so you know a lot of these bands that we've talked about today have had you know amazing one two punches i don't think kiss has you know really kind of matched a lot of these other bands that we've talked of in terms of the power we've got some pretty good ones here i think we all agree on detroit rock city and the king of the nighttime world is probably mm-hmm. as good as kiss gets in terms of its one-two punches um i think most of us were pretty keen on revenge and starting off with unholy um you know into a paul song being strong and then we kind of all differed kind of broadly between what we were thinking about you know some rock and roll over was uh picked me with the hotter than hell so you know come and chime in on a thread if you listen to us on youtube if you listen to us on um on the faq you know what do you think is the kiss album that has the best one-two punch and what do you think would be the very best one-two punch on some of your favorite albums you don't have to go through the whole catalog like we have today um you know there's a lot opinions vary quite broadly on this topic but we'd love to hear what you think but uh for now from Alex, from Mark, and Ken and myself, we thank you for listening. And we the Kiss and Thank You podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again. Thank you.